Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bore on the Floor. It's a podcast. It's a game. It's a podcast. My name is Dom, and with me is Rob. Hello. And this show is all about another show. Mm. Secession. It's a show about a show. Our show is a show about a show. Yeah. And um, for those of you that have seen it before, we're going to be doing a recap of the entire show. Uh, and then we're going to continue on through when the show continues airing, which hopefully will be soonish. Soon, please. Please soon. We need we need it. I need more Roy's. We need more Roy's. Uh, and for those of you that have never seen it before, there will be no spoilers. So do not be afraid to have a listen. Uh, but we're also going to be smart about it. We're not going to, like, stop ourselves from... You could read the synopsis, like, in the app when you're playing the show. Yeah. It tells you what you're going to see. It's happening. You know, so spoilers are not going to be apparent here. Yeah. We're I not, mean, we're not going to hit you with anything bad. Yeah. Things, you know, might get referenced, but oh. we'll try to keep it. Yeah. We're not going to go ahead. Possible. We're not going to go ahead of, uh, of anything here. So you have nothing to worry about. Yeah. But uh, the show Secession, this is a show... A lot of people uh, has, have asked me, hey, Dom, uh, what's a good show you could recommend? I said, have you seen Secession? And no one's seen it. Yeah. And that is tragic. You actually indirectly got me to watch the show. Yeah. Just from talking about it on your podcast. That's right. Uh, three beers in. Three beers in. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you talked about it maybe for like two or three weeks briefly during like the introductions to your podcast. And I was like kind of already interested, but then I was like, okay. I'm going to fucking do it. Take the take the, the leap, so to and, speak. And, uh, oh, God, I'm just so happy I did. Yeah, it's a great show. It's great. And and, and if you if you know anyone who is looking for a show to watch, please suggest Secession because it's just that good. And they always ask me, what's it about? And I always say, and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, you, you have your own opinions, and this is how it's going to be here. We're going to put our opinions out there. I said it's it's sort of like Game of Thrones yeah. without the zombies and the dragons. Yeah, I, I thought that too off the bat. It's like all the political intrigue of Game of Thrones and all the family history and backstabbing, but in modern, modern New York time. City. Yeah. Fast-moving New York City. And that stuff was the Gritty. best part of Game of Thrones. Yes. The political theater, so to yeah. speak. And the backbiting and the crazy shim-shamming. And scheming that yeah. goes on. So that's what happens with this show, Secession, that uh, I fell in love with, that yeah. you fell in love oh, with. So good. And uh, that we are going to do a show about it. Yeah. That's how, how much we love it. Yeah. Game of Thrones, no dragons. Although, I mean, maybe season three, there'll be dragons. We don't know. Who knows? There might be dragons. You you, you never know with HBO. Never know. You never know. I am excited, though, that uh, we're going to be able to do the show together. Um we're gonna we're gonna see how it goes. I think it's gonna be great. I really cannot wait to get really deep into the season mm. and into what we have here. So if you're listening for the first time, this is the first time we're doing it. We really appreciate you coming here and having a listen to our little show here. And let's uh, let's get right into it, right? Let's do it. Yeah. So let's jump in. So why don't you give us the synopsis of this episode, and then we'll give the analysis. Yeah, let's start it. So season one, episode one of Succession, uh, titled Celebration. <laughs> Uh, written by Jesse Armstrong, uh, who is basically the showrunner uh, of the series, and directed by Adam McKay. Uh, and now you told me a fun fact about Adam McKay that kind of blew my mind. Yeah, Adam McKay was writing partners uh, with Will Ferrell, so they executive produced this show. Uh, Adam McKay directed Anchorman uh, and a number of different yeah. Will Ferrell movies. Yeah, so, when you uh, when you said Will Ferrell to me before the show, I said, 
Which which rip, uh, there's another Will Ferrell and you're like no the, <laughs> the Will Ferrell the Will Ferrell I'm like the Ron guy with Burgundy the afro himself. yeah that that blew my mind especially now that if you've seen the show and you're doing the the rewatch and listening to the analysis it, I mean w- when you watch this show if you haven't seen it there's <laughs> nothing that says Will Ferrell about this no nothing maybe Greg but maybe a little Greg maybe a little Greg but Greg so. Season 1, Episode 1, Celebration. Uh, brief synopsis here of the episode. Uh, members of the Roy family prepare to celebrate the 80th birthday of Logan Roy, CEO of the family-owned media conglomerate Waystar Royco. Logan's second oldest son, Kendall, believes he is the company heir following Logan's retirement, but Logan shocks his family at his birthday celebration by announcing that he will not be stepping down as CEO. He presents his children with papers naming his third wife, Marsha, as his successor upon his death. Uh, During the family's traditional softball game, Logan fires his longtime COO, Frank Vernon, and agrees to give a new position to his estranged great-nephew, Greg Hirsch, who was fired from his job at one of Waystar's parks. Kendall leaves the game to secure Waystar's acquisition of the media startup Valter. On the helicopter ride back to New York City, Logan and his children, Roman, Shiv and Connor argue over the terms of the agreement, but Logan subtly collapses from a stroke and is rushed to the hospital. Yeah, so that kind of gives us an idea of what the episode is about. And now we're going to give you a little bit of a deep dive of the analysis of Inside the Show. Yeah. What I really love about this show is it's just, it hits you right in the mouth right away. Immediately. You get a full idea of who you're dealing with and what it's all about. So it opens up with... An old man just stumbling in the dark, not knowing where he is. Confused. Totally confused. And he ends up peeing on the carpet. It's not. The, Aggressively. It's not the correct place to urinate. No. And we know that um, now we know that's Logan Roy. And obviously you're sitting here saying to yourself, Jesus Christ, something's really wrong with this fella. Yeah. What's He's, going on here? Something's not right. Uh, you immediately, you know, obviously the name of the show is Succession. You see this old man confused in the middle of the night, get up and, and piss on the floor you kind of get an idea of, okay, this guy has problems. We're going to need to try to figure out who wants to succeed him uh, as whatever if you will. <laughs> whatever it is that he does. But that's uh, you're right into the game right away. Yeah. So um, so I'm assuming that anyone who's going to be listening to this has seen episode one. Already. I hope so. I would no. recommend it. I don't think you want to watch, listen to this and then watch. This is a yeah. mystery science if theater, If you're listening right? to this without having watched the episode, my recommendation. Stop now. Pause. Go watch. Watch it. And now continue. Return. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, welcome uh, back. <laughs> so, I mean, we get introduced to all the major players in this uh, this episode. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we get to get a little bit of an idea of what their what their mindset is, what their psyche is. Right. We see Kendall in this uh, in this Mercedes. I see the the absolute pain and anguish on your it's, face right it's now. It's kind of pain and anguish, but it's also like just oh god. We see it's him on amazing. the way. We see him on the way. And you very quickly can get an idea of who he is. Oh yeah, with yeah. him singing, as you had put it, the worst Beastie Boys uh, yeah, song he's ever. Sitting in the back of a car, he's got a driver in the front, and he's just jamming punching, out punching the chair. Just an awful, awful Beastie Boys song. Terrible. He's getting himself pumped up. He wants yeah. to be able to. He really wants to prove himself. Yeah. To his father, it seems, uh, with this deal, which is apparently some sort of a, I would I would assume it's like a Drudge Report or like a Twitter type. Yeah, he's trying to uh, buy this startup internet, like news news thing, digital um, marketing thing, and bring it into the Waystar Royco fold. So now, what we understand as we go along here is that uh, uh, Waystar Waystar Royco Waystar Royco is 
feel it. A very <laughs> is a very big media conglomerate. Yeah, I think at some point they reference it's the fifth the largest, fifth largest in the world. In the world. Yeah. So that's that's a pretty that's a pretty yeah. big deal. They've got news channels, yeah. amusement parks, uh, yeah. film studio. They kind of have their hands in everything. They might even have a cruise line. But when we um, when we look at foreshadowing, uh, a foreshadowing. When we look at this world that we're being introduced to, it's kind of like it doesn't really touch a lot of people who are listening, but it does touch Rob and I. We are both independently wealthy. I am the CEO, COO, and the CFO of Three Beers Inn Incorporated, That's and you, correct. and you, and I am a person, yes, who has infinite wealth of the soul, yeah, and 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 billions of dollars. Oh yeah, so we know billions exactly what we're dealing with here right. in terms of the people. Uh, so if you're if you're looking <laughs> for validation, uh, you got it right here because we know exactly what it's like to be in this world. We are fully immersed, fully immersed. So you see, we see Kendall going in there to try to just nail and slam dunk this deal. You see Frank there for a second. Yeah. We, we later find out we he's the CEO. He we, yeah. we later find out he's the COO. Kendall's and Kendall, very confident walking very in. Very confident. He, in his mind, I mean, I mean you, his driver told him he's the man. He's the man. If you take one pull of a cigarette and put it out, you're a pretty big deal. That kind of, though, it gives kind of a glimpse into their psyche, I guess, as a family where, you know, things are just uh, expendable. You know, just yeah. take a pull of a cigarette, just throw it out. Throw it out. Who cares? He goes up there and he says to this room of professionals, "We ready to fuck?" As he say, like, you know? yeah, he says, uh, "Are we ready to fuck or what?" Or what? Yeah. And for me, and I think Rob agrees with me because we talked about it briefly before. As you see Kendall going into this situation and and like how he conducts himself, how he is beforehand, and what he even says when he arrives, he looks like a little boy amongst yeah. men. Yeah, and and that's kind of the idea is is that you know. To him and to all his siblings, really, like in their father's presence, they all feel like children again. Like yes. they're, they're not adults. They're constantly trying to impress, except Shiv, it seems. But we'll get to that in a second. Mm, so obviously seems. the deal falls through. Yeah. And it doesn't work out. Yeah. And this guy starts to you this is where Kendall becomes a little more complicated for me. At first we saw a little kid mm-hmm. following a script. That's what I think. He goes in there ready to fuck a what? I think yeah. Volcar, Volcar is the, sh- the shiz. The Volter shiz. Is Volter the shiz. is the shiz. He's uh, dropping the phrase dude all over the place. Yeah, he's a, he's a, not. A he's not. business meeting. Yeah, he's not conducting himself like we find out that his father probably would. Yeah. So um, you see him trying to maybe carve out himself, try to be an individual yeah. in, in, an, in a space where you you have to follow a certain script, yeah. but he's, he's trying, following the wrong one. He's seems. trying to portray himself. Yeah, I'm 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 the son of this guy, and I'm head of this company. But I'm a cool. We guy. relate. I'm cool. I'm, I'm like, cool. I'm hip. With, yeah. I'm down with the kids. I'm down. I know no cap. Like what did you <laughs> like? So uh, the deal falls through, and you see just he loses. He says, "What the fuck happened? Like what yeah. is going on?" Like because it was supposed to be a done deal type thing. Yeah, and it also shows you too that things come easy to these kids and to the to the people, and um. Obviously, we have that moment in the elevator, you know, bay when they're trying to get out of the whole situation. When he's leaving, um, he's like, we got to get this coming. He's so, like, dedicated to getting this deal. Yeah. Because he says it's the special sauce. Yeah. Because it is, it, it seems to be that he knows, not that he thinks, he knows that he's going to be the president and CEO of the company yeah. shortly. Well, it's kind of implied... A little later on, that uh, his father told him that. That's what I was trying to get at. I mean, we we, we are now so of course we're it's a cold open. Yeah, you're smack in the middle of situation that's going on in this this company, right? And 
what we have here is we have we're trying to piece together what's going on. Obviously, Logan hasn't been around for a while because as we go down the line in the show here, you see that when he does show up and when Kendall's in the war room trying to f- get this deal done. Also, it's very early in the morning. It has to be because yeah. lunch comes so much later yeah, yeah. Uh, in this episode. So they're in the war room and when Logan walks in, everyone kind of like freaks out. Obviously, when the big boss walks in, you're going to freak yeah. out a little bit, right? Yeah. But everyone seems very surprised. Yeah, except for Kendall, who doesn't notice and is just talking about blowjobs, chowing down on a burrito. Yeah, with a lot of ketchup. <laughs> Again, very childish. You can't put that much ketchup on anything yeah. and not seem like a child. Yeah, ketchup is a very uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? I don't know because I love ketchup. <laughs> I feel like I'm about to be insulted. Listen, if you put too much ketchup, it's childish. Okay, that's what I'm trying to get. At, all right, okay, all right. you have to be an adult about your ketchup. Yeah, ration it out. Ration it out. This guy's putting the whole packet. I mean, just smearing it on mm. the top of a burrito. I don't. I wouldn't do it on a burrito. But anyway, and th- this is a part of the show here. I, I I may have skipped a little bit, but that's okay. We're all over the place. They're, we're talking about things that happen in the show. You've seen it. You know. Hold on, I got a cough. <laughs> so he um, comes up with some papers for the trust. He said he wants to add yeah. Marcy to the trust, and we yeah. find out Marcy is his third wife. Third he said, wife. Right? Yeah. And uh, she's got a bit of an accent. I thought mm-hmm. she was French, but I think we later find out she's yeah, like Palestinian or something. Now, but yeah. we'll see. We'll see where we go from there. And now he wants her. He wants uh, Kendall to sign some papers. Yep. To add her to the trust. And Kendall just does it. Just does without it without looking at it. Without looking at which it, which may or may not come to bite him in the butt a little later on. Like he did say, "Do I have to lawyer this?" And he yeah. goes, "No, it's uh, it's fine." What does he uh, say? It's housekeeping. It's housekeeping. It's housekeeping. It's your call, son. <laughs> By the way, just want to talk real quick about Brian Cox, oh, one of my favorite God. actors Amazing. ever. I mean, I've seen him in Super Troopers. I mean, that's where sort of introduced him, but you've seen him around for yeah. sure. Yeah, he's been on Deadwood. HBO kind of loves to do this thing where they use actors from previous shows and, yeah. and bring him into other things. And uh, He was in Troy, which just didn't work, but it did. I didn't even see because Troy. he doesn't look very Greek to you, to, uh, to, to me. Yeah. There's also a, a, a movie on Netflix called The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Oh yeah, where he's like a coroner. It's a horror movie. It's really really good. I just love everything that he's in. Like I said, uh, Super Troopers. Yeah, he was in. Um, he's been a guy. He's, just, he's been in hundreds of things. He was in um, um, this. This there was another um, movie on Netflix called Coriolanus. Which is an adaptation of a Shakespearean play oh, okay. with yeah. Ray Fiennes too. Oh, sure, really good. Yeah, I Brian mean, Cox if you, is a big time like Shakespearean actor if, too. He's, yeah, he's, he's a character actor type stuff. fella, and like he really just, for me, I love him in this show. Yeah, I mean, and while we're talking about him, I think it's also appropriate that we just shout out or pay our respects to the whole cast. Like, yeah, besides him and and. Connor Alan uh, Alan Ruck, who uh, was famously in Ferris Bueller's Ferris Day Bueller's Off, Day, as, uh, yeah. Cameron. That, that's it. Uh, I don't think anybody else I really knew before this show. I mean, Kieran Culkin is obviously Macaulay Culkin's brother. brother. Yeah, that's his claim and to fame. I had seen him, and I think he's in like one episode of the uh, Fargo TV series mm-hmm. on FX. Um, and he's done a number of other things, but I've never really seen him. But uh, all these people are amazing. Great cast. It's unbelievable whomever casted the show and got these characters they're they're nailed i mean kendall for me especially in this episode you see him yo-yo between like being a child and being and trying to be his own self yeah even with the problems that he has yeah and i think that that goes well with the actor that portrays him what's his name uh jeremy strong jeremy strong does a great job who uh 
apparently he's a big time method actor like really kind of puts himself in the kendall mind frame really like 100 percent of the time um and you know I, I don't even think he likes to i think i heard somewhere he doesn't even like to really rehearse too many scenes with brian cox because he wants their uh interactions to kind of feel authentic like authentic and yeah. stuff yeah, wow. yeah so also in this episode we're introduced to to shiv yeah the who, daughter the, the of daughter logan roy of logan roy uh, we're also introduced to uh, to Roman, who is a fan favorite. Oh, I mean, he comes out of the gate. First line. Hey, hey, motherfuckers. Yeah, right out the <laughs> gate, coming in hot. And then you could also see the. Uh, you we're also let uh, in on the difference between, obviously, all of the kids. Yeah. So we see Shiv is out planning some things before something, whatever. Yeah, she kind of... Uh, wanted to pave her own way. Yeah, and stepped out of the family business, went into politics. Yeah, she's um, in politics. Trying to do, you know, make a name for herself and do her own thing. But mm-hmm. you know, there's always kind of that pull to come back to the family. You'll see. It, it, it happens. So she's out there with Tom, and they're trying to prepare for Logan's 80th yeah, birthday. They're not. Tom's not her husband yet. Right? No, they're not together, yet. Together, but they're not married. They're not married yet. And what we see is he's trying to figure out a gift for Logan. Yes, yeah. I want to be. I'm not in awe of you, but I like you, but I need you to like me before I love you. Like yeah. it's it's just another glimpse into this reality yeah. that we're so far away from. Like I can't put myself in a position where I would ever be yeah. that enamored by getting someone a gift, especially someone for yeah. their 80th birthday. And and to and also like Shiv's response to Tom is such a perfect like encapsulation of Logan where he she says He's not going to care what it is. He doesn't like things. So just make sure you spend whatever, ten to $15,000, and, and we're, we'll be done. And then we'll be done with it. And that is, again, just painting the picture. And I think they do it very well in terms of what they're trying to present to you in terms of, like, their world. Yeah. And, like, how we're just looking in on what it is that they're about. So we, we, we see Roman get introduced. He comes into the war room, so to speak, yeah. where they're trying to secure this deal. And you yeah. see that he just hates everything that's going on there. Can we, though, I mean, can we talk about Roman's introduction? Like, what, <laughs> he sends a uh, a business, uh, what is it, alchemist <laughs> into the room who is I'm really, here to burn sage. He comes to see Kendall to burn sage in the in the war room to, to you know. Get the juju. Get the, get the chi in the right, in the right spot. Which is complete, I mean, for, I, I would assume... That for people in that world, it's either they're 100% in or 100% yeah. out of that stuff. But, like Reiki and all that yeah. bullshit, vibration shit. But to me, it comes off as uh, Roman just spent whatever it took to hire this guy, five to $10,000 probably, on a, as a joke. As a, He's trolling. Him. Yeah. He's trolling. And, and it, uh, what happens is when he comes into the room and does the, what's going on, motherfuckers, type thing, you, you immediately realize that he is a troll. Like mm-hmm. he's, oh, a, yeah. he's a mischievous little troll. Yeah. A sniveling little piece of shit. Yeah. Like he's a piece of shit. You could, yeah. you tell by how he even set, speaks to the alchemist guy. He goes, "I can use essential oils. How about a fuck off?" Then? Yeah, you know, yeah. like how about just fuck off? How about just fuck off? And he smiles at him and he goes, "Guy's good." And like he's just completely, <laughs> he's all jokes the yeah. whole time. And he does think, have the mindset that he's the smartest guy in the room all yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, they all kind of do. They all kind of feel that way about themselves. You would have um, to think that when your dad is this titan yeah. god almost amongst people how do you how do you have any type of identity whatsoever like you know unless you actually have to portray yourself as this exact same thing yeah 
this God amongst people yeah. sort of thing. So, like, what we see with the... I, I know we're going a little all over the place here, but, uh, hey, what are you going to do? It's hard not to. I mean, I want this show to flow naturally, you know, as we yeah. go through this show. And I think that um, people who watch the show are going to probably react well to how we're doing this because i think you, you your mind kind of jumps around yeah. to the, the hot spots Lots so to spots. speak um yeah, the a lot of song for one too something love the i theme wanted to song. highlight mm. one of the best theme songs of any television show and it's not you know it's just simple but it, it just puts you in the mindset right away yeah of what kind of i don't know it's just the feeling you get listening to the theme song is like wow it, and it carries I over episode to episode it yeah. really it really gets you going and they play it as a kind of a score throughout I that I like. I remember yeah. they do it in other episodes no, as you, much. But I, I, it's subtle. Yeah, but you do you do hear it yeah. as you go along. So, uh, let's see, <clears throat> where were we? Okay, so um, Logan obviously knows about the deal with uh, yeah, Vol- Volcor, Volter, Volter, Volter. I keep Volcor. He like keeps Falcor. He <laughs> Volter, Volter. He keeps. Uh, he does keep like periodically checking in with Kendall. How's the deal going? How's it? How is it? How's the deal? But I think. More than what he, I don't think he cares necessarily about the deal. He just wants to know how Kendall is handling anything. He wants to, he's just gauging Kendall. I think you're right. Yeah. I think this was a complete test because as we learn, as we go along, the deal obviously doesn't go through, obviously, in the beginning. In the beginning, it's, it doesn't go through. And you mm-hmm. see Kendall trying to salvage it. Yeah. And he just starts throwing money at it. Right. And when we find out that, you know, Logan's having his 80th birthday. He doesn't want to be surprised. He's like, don't have anyone near the elevator. Right. You know, you see that he's got like this rich guy paranoia thing going on. He's got the yeah. bodyguard, tells yeah. the tells the um, the paparazzi to fuck off, you know. Fuck off. Fuck off, which is going to be a recurring theme in this show. We're going to have a, a fuck off counter because you hear fuck yeah. off quite a bit. Fuck off is definitely something we got to keep uh, keep an eye on because it's said multiple multiple, multiple, multiple times. times i was saying it a lot when like the show was on on yeah, like, like you know after like, watching the show on a weekly basis all you want to say to people is fuck off fuck off so the deal falls through you see kendall just throwing money at it yeah logan is paying attention the whole time to that and when you also see with logan which is really interesting is that he's got a lot he's he's doing so much oh, with yes. without doing anything so yeah. he's keeping tabs on his fifth largest media conglomerate of the world company situation. Yeah. Yep. He's keeping tabs on his son, who's the heir apparent, so to speak. And there's yeah. a scene where he's kind of walking around the new place, because, again, remember, he was lost in this place sure. before. Yeah. And he sees the Forbes magazine that says heir apparent. And that kind of gets him yeah, to be like, you it. know what? He hates it. He, I think what we see in that moment is that Logan was really... Really considering stepping down. I think he really was. Yeah. Because as, as anyone who's 80 years old would naturally think about. Absolutely. You do not get into a position, you know, where you're that rich and that powerful. Yeah. And you make a decision to hand over the company to your son in two yeah. days. This obviously was going on for months. Yeah. Because you could also see the devastation on Kendall when he finds out that he's not getting the company. So now, obviously, this is this whole thing is kind of wrapped around them having this lunch, this birthday lunch. Usually right. it's a birthday dinner birthday for us lunch. regular people. Birthday lunch. But, you know. Fully catered. Fully catered birthday lunch, which yeah. is just, again, like I said, usually you do a birthday dinner if you're a working class person. Yeah. You know, because you do a nine to five. That's right. We're going to fit in a lunch, and then we're going to go finish our deal doing over here. We do a weekend uh, yeah. brunch thing. Yeah, we got to we gotta closes. do this before the markets close, you know, type yeah. thing. So... Now, this is where we finally get to see the whole family in the room. They have the surprise. Logan doesn't like it. 
Marcy's there. We, we now we got all the players here, and yeah. and then I I left out Greg, but we're gonna come back oh, around to Greg. God. We gotta we gotta spend we're, some time on we're Greg. gonna spend some time on Greg. But he gets all the kids in the room, and he says, "I want to add Marcy to this trust." Yeah, red flag right away for Shiv. Like yeah. she reacts, and again, just saying uh, he did previously go to Kendall with this separately. Told him Kendall was like, "Yeah, Marcy, fine." Yeah, he's I like still her. in the mindset that he's gonna get the company, so he's like, "Whatever, I'll sign whatever you want because I'm getting what I want." Yeah, because he even says a few times leading up, he goes, uh, "This is you know before the announcement, right, Dad?" And right. he goes, yeah, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Oh my God, you can yeah. tell the whole time it's just so painfully obvious that Logan has no intention on on giving Kendall this company. Actually, I don't think it's I don't think it's painfully obvious. I don't think it's that painfully obvious. I think that he really. Had Kendall convinced, like, I think he flat out told him, like, you are getting the company within this week. Yeah, no, you know, I know. Like, it's ha- did, yeah. I mean, you don't get Forbes to have you on the cover talking yeah. about how you're going to be. I mean, I'm sure there was a whole print print situation in that magazine, maybe a couple pages about him getting the company. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. like, this is a big deal. And, like, now, of course, when Roman's, like... You're the boss, and like he goes, dude. Sh-. Right. He does like that little kid, like, like yeah, it's don't so. Don't say anything yet. Don't say anything. He's surprised. He goes, come on, everyone knows. Every yeah. intern in the street knows. Yeah. So it's like it wasn't like this mystery. It was right. literally the wheels seemed to have been in motion. Like everyone was preparing for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Logan just goes. Not only does he drop the bombshell of adding her to the trust, which for those kids, other than Connor, is a big deal. Right. He says that. She'll get his vote on the board if when if and when he dies. Right. So that means she gets like two votes. Two votes. Now I'm not I, I, I lied, okay? I'm not rich. All right, guys. I don't have a trust. I'm sorry, what? I'm not rich. Holy crap. I know you are, so maybe you could shine some light on this, okay? No, no, Dom. Uh do we have to stop? I'm not rich either. I feel better now. Okay. Good. I was concerned. Good. I was concerned for a little bit. Good. But um obviously this is a Huge problem, yeah, for the kids because it kind of gives her a lot more power than uh, than they would have. than than they than they would want her to have. Yeah, because even Kendall kind of like pumps his brakes and says, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! I didn't know yeah. about that." He goes, "Never asked, son, <laughs> or something like that." <laughs> so then he says, he kind of just like floats it out there. He's like, "I don't think I'm gonna stay on. Let's do lunch, huh?" Yeah, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, Dad, whoa." Totally devastates him. Yeah. Totally you knocks him for a loop. His heart breaking, his soul being crushed, all total destruction in that moment. And then he goes after his father, and this is where we see Logan Roy for the first time. Yeah. So basically, we go from Logan takes all his kids into one room, tells them about the trust thing he wants to sign, goes to lunch. But so Kendall <coughs> takes that opportunity to confront his father one on one, closes the doors, asks the help to leave. And uh, can we get a second guy? <laughs> Kendall and Logan have uh, a little heart to heart. Yeah, and and this is where th- I love this this scene so much. It's fantastic because again, this is the first time we get to see Logan Roy yeah, for real. This like is you, it. you just see him kind of like teetering around, yeah. got his glasses on his neck, you know, type of thing. Yeah. Before this, he's just an old man. He peeks yeah. in. How's it going? Hi, how you doing? Yeah. You know. I mean, there's little glimpses of like maybe he's. Trying to do little things here and there, but yeah. this is when he kind of he really steps out into the spotlight. And this, this is what I love about the show because this is where it kind of all just like you get to feel the true wrath of Logan Roy. And like yeah. it's funny how he's like he's just naming off all of the things that Kendall has done wrong. And he, mm-hmm. even when he was in the um, in the other room, he's like, 
He goes, uh, you weren't paying attention to the details, you know? Yeah. Like, you weren't listening. You weren't listening, as always. As always. Yeah. And, like, it's it's it gets bad. Yeah. Because you know? he really lays into him. He's like, he goes, <laughs> and you left the deal. He goes, I came here to spend, ha- have the birthday with my father. Yeah, he goes, he goes we don't know how many you're going to have left. Is that like a black market? He goes, <laughs> it's an accumulation. Like, right. it's just, like. So calculated, he, so ruthless. He throws in his face not lawyering up the uh, the trust document, which Kendall asks if he should do. Logan tells him no, but when he tells him no, Logan makes a mental note of that. Yeah. And now he throws it in his face. You know, when someone gives you something to sign, you should fucking read it. Which is something that and you should already kind of know yeah, if you're going to be taking over. Especially something having to do with, you know, a trust, setting up the rest of your life. Setting up the rest of your life. So he just lays into him and he goes, you're not getting this deal. He goes, I heard he fucked you. <laughs> bent you over. Heard you bent for you. him. <laughs> fucked you. Like, it's just, it's just, you, you know, you, you see, like, there's just two different yeah. schools of thought here yeah. going against each other. And one of them is the one that's built a complete billion-dollar fucking mega right. conglomerate. And the other one is just a guy who literally read business books and kind of followed yeah. in his father's footsteps, let alone, I mean, and his shadow, so to speak. Yeah. Well, he tells his father... Uh, yeah, I didn't get the deal. I, you know, it's not a, a dick measuring contest. You know, it, you know, I know how to do business. I know how to negotiate. And, uh, you know, Logan doesn't accept that. No, he doesn't. Sometimes it is a dick measuring competition. Yes. Very visceral, very raw. Great acting from the two of them. Yeah. Uh, tremendous. And, like, the, one of the better scenes. Lunch! When he just finally <laughs> had enough. Just open the door and the door and Seth, that's what he does. Lunch. He takes control of all the situations that, he's in. That's what he does. He's a, he's a control thing. Now, let's, uh, let's take a second here to talk about Greg. Cousin Greg. We see this guy. We don't know who he is. At we first. don't know who he he's is. Just he, a guy he's in a beat-up, like, car. Smoking weed in a car. Doing a one-hitter in a car, yeah. and then all of a sudden he's just sitting in yeah. a break room or something, a pre, locker room. Pre-shift meeting. And that's where we see our some of our characters doing the training video. Yeah, like the promotional training garbage you see, company video. Yeah, the stupid videos, and we see he's in a little bit of a mascot suit, and then we yeah. find out he's in an amusement park. I love the fact that when we see this amusement park for the first time, mm-hmm. And I think this is uh, something that they wanted to um, capture when they did this. It's very dreary. Yeah. You notice that it's overcast. Yeah, it's just gross. The, the, the uniform, I mean, the costume that he's wearing is shitty looking. Yeah, just disgusting. A weird character, dog thing. What the heck was his name? Uh, Dodrick? Dodrick? Do- Dodrick. <laughs> yeah, I think that's <laughs> But you see like that. Uh, sorry, if you hear lawnmowers, we are in a residential area. This mm. isn't like Joe Rogan's studio. Um, you we see like even the the rides look cheap, like yeah. they look like yeah. carnival, like bad carnival rides. That you see shitty. it like a fucking block party. Yeah, absolutely, it looks very shitty, very shitty stuff. And we see uh, this fella who just smoked this weed and just did this stuff. He's wearing the Dodrick costume. Yeah. He gets attacked by children, as kids will do. As kids will do, they beat him down to the ground. <laughs> Mind you, this guy's like six five. He's a tall yeah. dude. He's the big one of the biggest people. In television, probably. in television, he gets th- he gets beaten to the ground by kids, and so fucked up that he starts throwing up, and it's coming out of the eyes, oh, just vomit spewing out of the eyes of, of the his, character. Yeah, disgusting. So this guy obviously gets shit canned, and we find him. He keeps calling his mother for yeah. guidance. Yeah, because obviously he's a loser. He's got no money. We yeah. only find out he's got about twenty dollars on his person. Yeah, you'll see, and. <laughs> 
completely fucked up. But we then find out that he is the great nephew of Logan Roy. Of Logan fucking Roy. Yeah. And his grandfather is Logan's brother. Brother. So Greg makes his way to Manhattan. Yeah, his mother tells him, get to New York City. You're going to this birthday party. Put on a suit and beg your uncle for help. That's what he basically does. And then we see it happen. And this is the this is the best one of the better parts of the show for me and for you is Greg. He's a, a shining beacon. Him and Tom. Yeah. Well, well they're they're Friendship or partnership or just dynamic is one of the highlights of the show. One of the highlights of the show. But when we when we finally get to see Greg, he is like not even comic relief. It's comic relief. Yeah, it is comic relief. Isn't it is. It? It's comic relief, but he's also he's in it. Like he's involved. He's he part puts of, himself into yeah, it. He does. So we see him um, when Logan is coming back from the office, so to speak, where he fucked up Kendall with the trust and everything. He's in there and he's trying to get in. He goes, "Oh, hey, I'm yeah. I'm here for for you." And he goes to yeah. pull out. So Logan <laughs> just walks into this building with his bodyguards and, and all his entourage, and Greg's just standing there in the lobby like a weirdo, saying, <laughs> Very oh, I'm, "I'm here to see you." Like, and no one knows who he is. And he reaches into his jacket. The yeah. bodyguard Destroys throws him, him. <laughs> against the wall. This guy gets fucked up so much already in the middle of in the beginning of the show. He throws him into the wall. He's got his hand forearm on his neck. He yeah. goes, no, I, my mom called. Yeah. <laughs> this guy said I'm allowed to go up. And, and, and like, he's just, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Fine, fine. <laughs> and um, he says one of the finer lines. We're going to do the line of the show later. But what yeah. does he say when uh, he they says, get into the... Uh, as they're walking to the elevator, uh, <laughs> he tells, Greg tells Logan, uh, he's a very good bodyguard. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I just love how Logan reacts to this guy, Greg. Yeah. He goes, oh, uh, and this is here, uh, Craig. Uh, cousin Craig. <laughs> Craig? He goes, well, my name is uh, Greg, but a lot of people confuse yeah. my name with Craig, so I'll answer to both. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, I don't care. I just want to be just, involved he's in this. In. He's yeah. in. And what's crazy is you see Logan's got a lot on his mind because he's doing the thing with the trust. He's mulling over, keeping the company when we, I suspect he did actually want to step down. And now he's going to confront his children with the trust. And Greg is like, um, excuse me? Uh, uh, and he goes, not now. And Greg insists. Yeah, yeah. And Logan. He's getting his two cents in here. Logan turns around and addresses him. And yeah. I think that this was the power move of this episode. Yeah, he's kind of staring at him, like jaw open. Like, staring up because this guy's about two feet taller than Brian Cox. Yeah. And uh, he's listening to him, but I mean, he's not, he doesn't really take this guy seriously, but he's listening. He's, he's listening. listening. So he, he had his attention. Yeah. Which I think is absolutely incredible because it seems as if all of these kids are vying for yeah. his attention in some way. Yeah. You know who never has his attention in this episode? Tom. Tom never had his attention. Never. And he really wants, he has this this gift. He's holding it the whole time. Everywhere they're going, he's just holding it in his lap practically. Yeah. So the, the cool thing about this is now they're sitting at the dinner table, well, the lunch table. The lunch table. Lunch table. And he and Logan says, I think it's time we play the game. And you see Greg's like, huh? Yeah, what's yeah, that? What's the game? Everyone knows what the game is. They all get in helicopters. Again, very rich people. Yeah. This is they're just they're they're just showing you yeah. repeatedly how rich these folks are. Oh God, they it's crazy. they get in their private helicopters and they're flown out to I guess a part of Long Island or something. Yeah, and it's a softball field set mm -hmm. up for them. And they he doesn't even play. Like he Waystar Royco Field. Yeah, Waystar yeah. Royco Field. 
they they pulled this poor guy out of his like apartment with his whole family to like yeah, do the to field set it up part. and everything. So now they're they're in this field. They're playing softball, and there's an incredible scene where uh, Kendall is so mad and so upset that this uh, deal of him becoming the heir has fallen through. Yeah. Brian Cox says, I might stay on for five, ten years maybe. Yeah. He just turned 80 years old. Right. Okay? So this just totally derails him. Kendall leaves, and he calls up, I'm assuming, some sort of tabloid. Yeah, Kendall calls press, the press, you know, whoever it is. And says that the, the old man's losing it, and that yeah. the whole family has no confidence in him. But he says he's he's speaking as someone close to the family. Someone close he's to like, the family. you know, Kendall tells me that Logan's losing it. So he yeah. kind of just leaks this information out to the press to try to get back at his father. Which is pretty fucked up. It's uh, asinine. It, I mean, w- when we look at this, it's a very small scene because he's just doing it as on the phone as he's yeah. going to the helicopter. Yeah. I mean, totally incredible. I mean, the implications it's of petty. what can it's happen. Petty. It's petty, but it's also extremely damaging. Right. When you put that out in there in the ether, so to speak. Right. Like, that could really fuck a couple, a lot of things up for uh, what he's doing. So now um, we also see on the helicopter ride over, Logan is trying to convince his kids one by one yep. to do what he wants. He wants his, his third wife in the trust with the voting power and stuff. And she she seems a bit power hungry. The wife. Do you think she seems power hungry? She's very hard to read. I don't Mysterious. No. I'm very... It's hard to read their relationship. Yeah, and I'm not sure what he's trying to do other than take some power away from his kids. Because to him, he's someone who had nothing growing up, started this whole company. He's very capable. His kids know nothing. They just were handed all this on a silver platter growing up, and they don't have any work ethic or, or business acumen or balls or anything. They just, they don't know what they're doing. So he might, I think he might be protecting his company by trying to keep it away from his kids. So he's trying to put someone in there that he thinks is more level-headed than his children are. Maybe. I mean, giving her two votes. Yeah. A position in the trust where she's, he's going, she's going to get some of that. Yeah. That mega money. It's just, it just seems odd for someone who is all there. And you hear Kendall say to his siblings, did he seem okay Did to he you? Seem okay. Yeah, he's trying to plant these seeds that Logan is losing it. Losing it. But when we, I think that was no foreshadowing of him having the stroke in the helicopter because I think Kenna was just desperate, and I think he was so convinced, and I think everyone was so convinced that the, he was going to get it. They were all congratulating him. Oh yeah, it was. It was the, definitely a discussion lunch. that Kendall and his father had before the show. I think I actually would go so far as to say that the discussion was had with everybody. I think that, I think Logan told all of them. I, I think Logan told them. that. Why would they all congratulate because him? Because I think Kendall told everybody. Because there's a scene where they're talking okay. on the phone in the beginning, and he's telling his dad, like, oh, you know, these people are talking about it. There's whispers, blah, blah, blah. You know, everyone's kind of talking about it. He's like, who told them? He mm. asked Kendall. Okay. And he's like, oh, you know, whatever. Just, just know. through the ether. So I think that's maybe one, another one of his tests. Like, he's trying to see what Kendall would do when he tells him you're going to be head of the company. So the you, first so, thing he does yeah. is fucking tell new, uh, magazines and tell people at work and tell his I siblings. And you're, that, you're, I think you're right. That's something I think Logan does not like. You're right. I think. And now that you, you've brought that up, you're you're right. He he trusted him with his information, and then he leaked it. Not only did it not, I don't think he's he purposely taking pictures for magazine covers that heir apparent. Like, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, Logan must have been. Ugh. 
Well, good for Logan. Then. So, <laughs> so he's trying to convince his kids. I think, uh, I think he respects Shiv, but I don't think he thinks that she's. He definitely respects her. I, I mean, she, He's, she, she made the mistake of going into politics. He does seem to. I don't want to say he respects her more than his other children, for sure. Yeah. Because I think she decided to make the decision to go out on her own and do something. Although she's still attached. I, I think always, but I, I think he respects her move, but because she made the move, she can't. Right. She doesn't know. Right. She's she, not she won't know. Involved in the company day to day. She so. doesn't understand what what would what would be necessary. Uh, Connor is one of my favorite characters because I think Logan, out of all of his kids, he loves Connor the most because I think he, and in a very subtle way, envies him. Not being that like he has his luxurious lifestyle and blah, blah, blah. But so Connor, we should explain, Connor is Logan's oldest child, yes. first son, but from a different marriage than the mm-hmm. other three kids. Mm-hmm. So he's uh, Connor is Kendall, Shiv, and Roy's um, half-brother. That's right. Um, so he's not involved in the day-to-day of the company. He kind of lives he lives in a ranch. a ranch somewhere else. I forget where, somewhere out west, I think. It's out west. Maybe. He's got he's got water rights, pumping rights to the waters yeah. that are underneath yeah. the, uh, uh, played the property. By, played by Alan Ruck. Uh, yeah. Uh, very, you know, known for Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He was Cameron. You could uh, you could see that he's a lot older than oh his yeah. other siblings. Yeah, yes. You yes. could see that. I think that he loves, I think he loves him the most because it reminds him of maybe a different time in his life. Mm-hmm. I think that a different chapter that he may have uh, enjoyed more than what he has now. Yeah. And when he, you, you, you really ask, you see him genuinely ask about how's the ranch. Yeah. Like it seems as if he is like, he loves that part of his son and he loves the part of his carefree attitude in that aspect. There's nothing business about him. He right. doesn't do anything he in the business. He tells him when I'm talking about the trust. He goes, whatever the three other guys, my, you know, you three decide, I'm going to go with. I don't care. Like, yeah. I'm just, and I think hash yeah. it out. And I think Logan really likes that about him. What he doesn't like about him is. He's insane. He's a bit of an insane guy. <laughs> yeah. He's a bit of an insane guy. And, and it gets crazy as we go along in Happy the Happy birthday, the show. dad. Here is some goo. He goes, I, I love it, but I don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> Sourdough starter. You know, to make bread. Great. Old bread. <laughs> But um, oh man, I totally forgot where I was going with this. So so he he's a non-factor when it comes to the trust. So you see Logan trying to convince Roman and Shivless. <laughs> so he goes up to Roman and he's like, "What do you what do you want?" Basically tells him what's he's bribing. He's gonna yeah, bribe. Him. Like, what's it gonna take for you to sign off on this? He goes, "Well, you know, Frank's there, and Frank was really you know yeah. overbearing on me, and because so, like, yeah. apparently Roman was in Los Angeles. Yeah, I guess for the film studio part for, yeah. uh, portion of the company. And he goes, what, "What was the problem? Was it the Robot Olympics or something?" He goes, "No, it, Robot Olympics was a great idea, yeah, but it's, it's not about this one isn't about great idea, okay? Robot <laughs> Olympics." <laughs> I actually would have loved to have seen that. Yeah, I would have loved to at least see the trailer for the uh, Roman Roy, Robo- Robot Olympic Olympics. movie. So apparently what we learn, and we also see this in the beginning when Romulus Rom uh, goes into the war room and he sees Frank. And he's like, yeah. he's like, oh, we were, we were doing great by the poolside, huh, Frank? He's like, good yeah. times. Yeah. But Frank is so stone cold pissed. Like he hates Rom. You could tell yeah. he hates him. Because he's a clown. Yeah. He's an absolute clown. Like he doesn't take anything seriously. Hates him. And um Frank would be terrified to have to work underneath Roman. What I think is really crazy about Roman's character is that we just see this complete clown 
But you do see that, unlike Kendall and unlike Connor, and maybe a little bit different from Shiv, but you see that Logan is really into like where his mind is at. Again, he's yeah. trying to bribe him. He's trying to see what he wants, but why would he give him COO if he didn't think he could handle it? Is he yeah. really that much into just getting her on the trust? Well, he also he has that uh, quality of the, uh, I'm going to win the dick measuring competition. He has the killer instinct, yeah. and you see it with... Which Kendall does not. Which, which Kendall does not. You see it with the softball game when he writes the kid the check for a million dollars. So Kendall leaves the softball game. Uh, they need another person to play, and Roman decides to ask the uh, landscaper's kid or the person who's in, who set up the field. They, 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 he's there with his wife and kid, so he asked the kid to play. Little Mexican kid. And he says, if you hit a home run, I'll give you a I'll million, give you a million dollars. dollars. Writes, him a che- writes him a check. And we also see that that's Roman's wife and his daughter. Uh, is it? Is that true? I think that's his wife and daughter. Because, like, you see... Huh. I didn't. Uh, I know he was with a, a girl there, but I didn't know. Because who is she? I I tried there. looking it up. Yeah. And you do see a wedding ring on Roman's oh, really? hand. Interesting. And I'm like, is that Roman's wife? Because honey, he goes, honey, do you have the checkbook? And she pulls it out yeah, of yeah, her yeah. bag. Yeah. So it's not really spoken about, but I think that's Roman's wife and daughter. Interesting. Who are? I was like, who are those two? But they were always with Roman. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. was. She was sitting next to Roman at the table. Yeah. So I don't know if like. Maybe it's a different marriage or something, but yeah. it's not that big of a factor right, that right, he's right. married. But right. nonetheless, moving on. So um, he he writes a million dollar check. Yeah. If you hit a home run, I'll give you one million dollars. Kid hits the ball, runs, running for like hell. They're throwing the ball all over the place because they're drunk and horrible. Yeah, and uh, Tom's at third. <laughs> Tom tags the kid out at third. Bad luck, kid. <laughs> Bad luck, kid. And Roman goes up and it's like, oh. Oh no! You're so oh, close. You you almost did it. You really tried hard. He uh-huh. rips up the check in front of the kid. In front of him. He goes. Here you go. Here's a quarter of a million. Yeah. Bye bye. Yeah. Unbelievable. And now what's crazy is. But you can tell that Logan does not enjoy this. He no. I don't think he doesn't. I don't. I don't think he cares. Because you well, see, him, he does care. He though, gets because up. He gets up and goes to the kid and goes like, "Magnificent, magnificent effort. great effort." Like he really, makes sure, and he makes sure. Well, I guess this is kind of self-serving too. He has Colin give the parents the watch, the watch, that but it Tom doesn't mean anything. Him. To him. Well, it's it's worth whatever fifteen, twenty thousand dollars. That's a dollar to him. But to that family, it's not like he knows know. he's giving it to them. I, but he also I, is trying to keep them quiet because the bodyguard says like, "Here's a non-disclosure agreement. Oh, we yeah. Keep this quiet." I think that, I think Logan. Um, I don't think Logan has much of a heart. You know, I don't think any of them have much of a heart. I think Logan might have a soft spot for people like that, like that kid who are coming from nothing because that's what he did. I don't know. I don't know because he didn't yell at Roman. He didn't. He didn't no. make a big deal about it. He just said, "Good job, good try." You know, but because the kid really. I think he admired that the kid tried his yeah, hardest. Absolutely. I, I don't think he gives a shit that the kid eats dirt. No. I don't think he cares. I mean, he could easily give the, that family $100,000 yeah. and everything would be fine. Yeah. <coughs> but he doesn't. He doesn't. And I think that he loves the fact that his son has this killer instinct. He does like Because yeah, this man, as we've even seen through the first episode, doesn't really love his own family that much. Yeah, that's, a, that's really hard to decide whether or not he actually loves his kids or not. Because when um, you see how he treats them and how he reacts to Kendall and what Kendall all the things that Kendall did are empathetic stuff I wanted to be here with my dad for his birthday and mm-hmm. he's like 
that's a black mark. He goes, it's an accumulation. Yeah, it's like, one of many strikes against you. Like, I mean, you're do. I trusted my father, my father with this trust thing. Yeah. He's like, well, you should have, you should have fucking lawyered. It. Like, yeah. like this is like, why would your dad stab you in the back? So I don't think that he gives a shit about the kid. I do think that he applauds effort. Mm-hmm. I think that, uh, you know, he was a good effort. He's still just a kid, but yeah. I don't think he cares. I don't think he cares at all. I think he likes Connor. Yeah, I don't know. That's it's it. tough. I mean, Connor is, we'll get into Connor in later episodes. He's, he's kind of just in the background of this episode. That's right. So there's so more now, things coming with Connor. So then we get to, I guess, I think we're hitting everything because now we're getting to the final scene, right? Yeah, okay. which is uh, the helicopter. helicopter back home from the softball game. Uh, and they, and Logan makes sure that Shiv. Well, he fires Frank. Oh, he does fire Frank. Because yeah. I forgot to, we, we forgot yeah. to mention this. Roman tells him what he wants. He wants to be. He tells well, Roman kind of beats tells around Frank, the bush. He tells Frank, "You're being reassigned." Right? Yeah. Well, Roman in the helicopter on the way over, yeah, he indirectly tells him, "Like you gotta get rid of Frank, and, yeah. I'll, and I'll do whatever you want." Exactly. Yeah. So he tells Frank he's being reassigned. Frank says, "Lighter duties." To where? And he goes, "Lighter duties." <laughs> you fuck. And you thirty years. You're doing it here. Yeah. Well, so Frank does make a toast at the lunch earlier. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, uh, Logan, Logan, 30 years of friendship, blah, blah, blah. And like while that's happening in the back of my mind, is kind of like this is kind of like a like a kiss of death type of situation. Yeah, right, or, like, yeah. or like when something good is happening to this character, like, you know, that the other shoe is going to drop. Like yeah. Frank out of nowhere is making this speech and it's like mm, this isn't going to work out for Frank. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it does not. So he gets fired. He's pissed off. Uh, he even has a press release on his phone already about him getting fired. He yeah, goes, yeah. It has some color to it. It's a, it's a little dry. Yeah. Like, it's just so <laughs> scumbag. Don't worry. You'll get your nut. You'll get him. your nut. 30 years. 30 years. So he, he um, again, 30 years yeah. of loyalty, yeah. of burying bodies, because you know when you're that big of a conglomerate, yeah. bodies are buried bodies somewhere. Bodies are buried. 30 years of this guy's life in a second. Gone. Cuts it away. Yeah. Don't worry. You'll get it. Right. But because he's doing anything he can to get what he wants within reason, because I don't think he would just give the CEO to like Connor or something. I don't think he would just give it to anybody. He's seeing what they want. He's gauging what they want. So now they're in the helicopter ride home. Yes. And Logan makes sure that in his helicopter, well, there's two helicopters. That's right. So we should establish that. So in Logan's helicopter, he makes sure that uh, Roman, Connor, and Shiv are with him. And I and he definitely has Connor in there as a bargaining chip as well because he's non-threatening. Right. He could give no opinion. And he says again in the helicopter, whatever these two decide, I'm going to go with. So you talk to them. Yeah, exactly. So he's got him basically on his side. Yeah. By default because he's so neutral. Right. So that I also think is a part of the power play. And this is where Shiv says absolutely not, basically. And so does Roman. Yeah, Logan tells Roman, Frank's gone. I did what you wanted. Yeah. And uh, Shiv and Roman tell him, basically, in not so many words, fuck off. Which, yes. Which also, I think, again, Roman with the killer instinct that Kendall doesn't have, Connor doesn't have, Shiv we don't really know about, but though she seems like she's smart. hmm hmm I mean, I was a little surprised to see Logan... Kind of surprised. Yeah, I, was I was surprised at him being shocked. Blindsided. That, I was really shocked that he was surprised by that. And then he has the stroke. Which, yeah, he does not react well to being turned down. Starts talking uh, about Kelly or something. Starts mumbling, saying things that don't make sense. You're like, Dad? Has a stroke, which uh, we can talk Ooh. about. I don't know if it's real or not. Well, he goes out. He does go out. He goes out. His head's really hot. 
They take him to the hospital. Take him to the hospital. Uh, but and we Kendall, come back to Kendall, who is back trying to secure this Walter deal, which apparently now again, like I'm not a big, I'm not a businessman. I don't know a lot about businesses. Yes. So, I don't know why Kendall did the deal like this because apparently he's like, I'm giving you a a seat on the board. I'm giving yeah, you stock options. Tons I'm of giving you this stock. money. I'm doing that. I mean, did he re- now? Was that him fucking with his dad? I think in his mind, getting this deal done is like the most important thing he can do. Yeah. And uh, he's going to do, he tells the guy even, he's like, I'm making this deal so good that if you don't take it, you're. We're taking asshole. you to court, too. Yeah, we're going to take you to court, which I don't even know how that makes again, sense. Again, so like for me, I don't get it. So I think that Kendall was so, and again, this actually speaks to his character. I think he was so upset that his dad screwed him over that I think he wanted to screw with his dad a little bit by yeah. giving this guy a seat on the board. Which I'm pretty sure is a big deal because they were making a big deal that Marcy was going on the board. Yeah, huge deal. Right? So, so this guy's on the board, stock options. Oh, excuse me. He's like owning part of the company, all this stuff. And now this is where it, it's really interesting because yeah. the guy. So the guy from Walter Lawrence uh, yeah. tells, ask Kendall, did you hear the news? Yeah, he's all, he gets off the phone and goes, did you hear the news? And Kendall has no idea what he's talking he goes, about. No, no, what's up? And he then excitedly and quickly make sure let's the deal's done let's do it i'm got on a deal. board we have I'm a deal board. wow kendall's great oh great deal's done yeah and then lawrence tells kendall uh your dad just had a stroke or a brain aneurysm brain hemorrhage said. brain yeah. hemorrhage yeah uh, sorry you just let me in the chicken coop and i'm gonna eat you all one by one but your dad not there to protect you <laughs> Pretty ruthless. Pretty ruthless. Yeah. And Kendall's like, sorry about all this Man, shit talk before. Logan would be really proud of this Lawrence guy. Exactly. He would he love would this be. guy. He would love that guy. And like now you see the little boy again. Kendall looks like he's about to. He goes, yeah. are you going to fucking cry? You remember that when oh he was there yelling? Oh, my God. Back when, yeah. Do you want to hit, you wanna hit me? Are, are arguing in the lunchroom. Go ahead. Gets in me. his face. Are you going to cry? Kendall. Are you fucking crying? Like, it's just so, like, intense. <laughs> it's amazing. But you see that he's just so ruthless and just just in these people's heads. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that, that's how the, the episode ends. You know, Kendall's yeah. rushing to the hospital to try to be there for his family and his father. And then yeah. we get to episode two, which yeah. is what we're going to cover next week. Next time. So since we started with a little bit of an introduction, stuff like that, we are going to hold off on the segments. Mm, okay. Okay. But we will have in the next week's episode, we're going to have the fuck off counter. Yeah. We, and the line of the show or mm-hmm. the lines of the show that we love the most. Yeah. 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 Do you want to maybe rattle them off what we like this show? Yeah. We want to go through some of the, the highlights. Which, which music did I hear? I don't think we had music for the lines of the show. Is that it? We can use this. I don't like this. Okay. This is no, that's the, the that's off. The, this is the music for the fuck off. Yeah. This is for the the Roy of the week, so to speak. So you know what? We're gonna hold off yeah, on segments. We'll because, do that next yeah, week. We'll, we'll do that next week. We'll circle back and highlight our, we'll our favorite cir- moments. We'll circle back our favorite moments, but uh, there any, are some good ones. Is there anything you want to? Uh, how would you rate this episode? <sighs> it's a pretty great first episode like it, we kind of talked about it. it sets up all the characters introduces you to everyone kind of gives you a little insight into what everybody's thinking uh and it definitely left you wanting more especially this cliffhanger of this guy going down and seeing how much of an impact he has on the whole family yeah 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 it really makes you want to watch episode yeah. two and for those of you that are doing the rewatch get I mean, ready i oh, wanted yeah. to listen i wanted to so badly watch the next episode but i wanted to keep 
one episode fresh. Yeah. I might watch the second episode like six times. I don't even know. Next week, episode two, Shit Show at the Fuck Factory. Shit Show at the Fuck Factory. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this first episode of Bore on the Floor. Bore on the Floor. I'm Dom. This is Rob. And we thank you for listening. We're going to catch you next week. Take care, everybody.